A lot of people count you out because they never counted themselves in. If a person has never felt passionately about anything, then how can you expect that they're going to show and have passion for something that you enjoy or see yourself doing? What's up, y'all? I'm so happy to have you guys here today on the Now That's Life podcast because we're going to explore the ways that we can boost our confidence, our self-esteem, positive thinking, courage, and even our wisdom. The reason why I felt like this should be my fourth episode is because a lot of you guys have been writing in to me. Aside from having the ups and downs that come with the seasons changing, differences in life, any transitions that you might be going through, a lot of us are encountering also the people-pleasing syndrome. That's what I like to call it. We out here pleasing the people and don't even know who the people are. We're just finding people people to please and they ain't never happy with us. So that in turn has a direct impact on what we seem to think about ourselves, whether or not we put value in ourselves, whether or not we think we're good enough. And today I really want to focus on not only the problems that we have with that, but some great solutions that might be some things that you can include in your daily practices in order for you to become better overall and also see yourself as worthy and learn to please who is important. And in most cases, that's going to be you. And not only that, just bringing back the spirit of getting that courage and wisdom to know when it's okay to take the advice of others or care about what others think, but also how to get centered enough to be stable in what you believe to be true about yourself. I'm your host, Dr. Nina Ellis Hervey, a licensed clinical and school psychologist in the states of Texas and Louisiana. I'm a tenured professor, a certified professional life coach, and this is the Now That's Life podcast. And while I want this podcast to be a helpful and great resource to you, it's definitely not meant to be a substitution for a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Y'all know there are so many research studies out there on self-esteem, self-confidence, ways to boost it, ways to get it, ways to hustle it, whatever you wanna call it. I even have research studies that I've done on self-esteem. However, one thing that I like to do is to make things more practical and simple because in our everyday lives, sometimes we're not thinking about all the basic steps to get somewhere, but there are small things that we can do every day that lead to big differences. So y'all, today I'm gonna be using a resource from Frances Bridges. She's a contributor to Forbes and she writes about the ways to build confidence, not just in your personal life, but also across your professional life and beyond. Just ways to build practical skills that help to enhance your confidence. Building a courage and the self-esteem that we want in our day-to-day lives. I'll infuse some of my favorite quotes that have really helped me with goal setting, planning, achieving, and also just building more confidence overall. These have helped me to really think about and carry out a lot of the goals that I've set for myself across my life and also with becoming more confident while achieving them. Check today's show notes for information on the resources and anything I mentioned today. Y'all, the first thing is to get ish done and you know what I mean by ish and keep track of what you complete. My first favorite quote here is by Henry Ford and he says, you can't build a reputation on what you are going to do. My next favorite quote is by Tony Robbins and he says, in life, lots of people know what to do, but few people actually do what they know. Knowing is not enough. 
you must take action. We get a lot of confidence from various things in our lives, but one of the biggest things is actually confidence is built on accomplishment. Now, when I say accomplishment, I'm not saying the amount of awards you get, the amount of degrees you attain, you know how much money you get and all of that. What I'm saying is even just the smallest and goals that we set out to achieve, the more we achieve them, the better we feel about ourselves. Just think back to the last time you told yourself, I'm going to do this. And when you don't do it, you feel bad. You beat yourself up. You might talk badly about yourself, which further tears down your self-esteem and also your self-reliability. So at that point, you're starting to feel less confident. You feel less confident in your ability to complete what you set out to do. You feel less confident in your ability to hold yourself accountable. And so you don't feel as achieved and therefore you don't feel as confident. So the reason why it's great to break down all of our goals into small measurable chunks is so that as we build and as we do, we can keep track of those small things that we complete so we can feel better about what we're doing. One of those biggest things for me was my fitness journey, losing 108 pounds. And not just that, I couldn't lose what 108 pounds overnight. I could keep track of the small things. I could keep track of a one pound loss, a three pound loss, a five pound loss. Those are things that were measurable that were getting me closer and closer to my goal. That led to more confidence, more self-esteem and more self-reliability. The more and more you prove that to yourself, the more and more you're able to break down those goals and achieve even small chunks to get to bigger goals, you start to depend less on other people to validate you, your points, where you're headed and what you're doing. You start to validate yourself and nothing's better for your confidence than for you to abide by your own rules, your own thoughts of you and to rely on yourself in all situations. So let me tell y'all something. I think because a lot of people see me as a person who has accomplished and achieved a lot I would say a lot of times I wasn't always supported in all these bright ideas. There's been times where sometimes I felt alone because I didn't feel like people understood what I wanted to do and they weren't always that supportive. I can't blame them for not being supportive, especially when people aren't used to some of the ideas, the thoughts and the mindsets that some of us have. It might be foreign to some people. They might not know how to support you. So a lot of times you have to be your own support system. The only way to do that is to find yourself setting some small goals, actually showing yourself that that is an option for you. Many times we beat ourselves out of a situation because we allow other people to tell us what is and isn't possible. So for me, one of those things was going to school. When I went off to graduate school, I don't think a lot of people understood why I wanted to go to the school I wanted to go to in Oklahoma and why I wanted to go so far away, but I knew it was going to be the best decision for me. I couldn't really explain it, but the only thing I could do was stick with it, measure it, see how far I was getting with it, and prove to myself that I had made the right decision. We don't give ourselves that chance a lot of times. Sometimes we allow other people to steal that power from us. And through that, we prove not only to them that it is impossible, but we prove to ourselves that it's not possible. You should always be able to believe in yourself. And a lot of times data, numbers, and our ability to stick with it is the only way we can achieve that. The next thing is to do what you know is right and follow through on your promises. My first quote on this is by Farshad Asil. He says, life is too short to try and please everyone. Take charge and do what's right not what's popular. My next quote is by Kenneth Chenault. He says, many people don't focus enough on execution. 
If you make a commitment to get something done, you need to follow through on that commitment. Your actions and your decisions define your character. Every day we are working to build our character. Every day we are building equity in who we are. We want to be able to cash in when needed. When people know that they can trust you, they can depend on you, they can speak up for you, adding to more opportunities for you. When you deliver, you feel better about yourself. Remember how I talked about achieving those goals and sticking with what you want and getting it makes you feel better about you? That's the same way people feel about you. And more people will invest in you when you invest in yourself. So you definitely have to take the time to do what's right. And not only doing what's right, but doing what you know that you can. You can't just focus on what you say. You got to focus on what you're doing. And people are watching your actions. Your actions speak a lot louder than your words. You'll respect yourself more when you deliver and put in the work. And also, you'll respect yourself more when you decline to do things that you know you are not able to do but more of us allow ourselves to fall into the trap of also people pleasing and saying that we can do things and falling short and then we feel worse about ourselves it's not even that the person feels worse about you it's you feeling worse about you then you get used to being in this cycle about what you will and will not do your character doesn't feel strong and so therefore you stop trusting even in yourself so even when it gets super hard y'all you need to make sure that you're making sacrifices on your part in the long run, those things are going to pay off. The more you stick to the things you say you're going to do, the prouder you're going to be in who you are and who you're becoming. The less you do that, the opposite effect. You catch my drift. And let's be honest about something. Doing what you know is right is not always like what's by the book right. Sometimes we need to get to know ourselves to know what we value, what we treasure, and what we love. A lot of us that are faith-based know that that is dependent upon not only our own feelings and thoughts, but prayer-led thoughts and feelings and our religion and also those around us who help to spiritually guide us. Those types of things will help you make better decisions. When you stand firm in who and what you are you build a better sense of what decisions to make you don't find it so easy to have to take the words of everyone else and let me tell you something about hard work hard work is not always the popular decision a lot of times people want big things by not doing much work to get them it's usually very unpopular to want to put in the work the time and the dedication that it takes to get to where you want to go but through that type of journey you grow in yourself your self-reliance and your self-esteem. You feel better about you. You feel better about making better decisions. You put yourself ahead of most other people and allowing them to make the decisions for your life. When you make decisions, realize they won't always be the popular one, especially if you want the results to last. And that's okay. You'll be fine as long as you stay on track. The next thing is to stand up for yourself. You deserve what you want and you have to stop caring what other folks think. Winston Churchill said, courage is what it takes to stand up and speak. Courage is also what it takes to sit down and listen. Albert Einstein said, great spirits have always encountered violent opposition from mediocre minds. We all go through a weak point or two. There's going to be times where you just don't believe in yourself along with any of the naysayers, the folks around you, whoever got something to say. They always will. But you got to continue to stay in your zone and show better than you can tell. Remember that most people are wrong about most things. Let me say that again. Most people are wrong about most things. What we have to stop doing is thinking that everybody is fact 
base that everybody has researched us they know what our needs are they know what our downfalls are a lot of times people don't when people respond to you when you're talking about something that you want to do or have the courage to do sometimes they just speaking out the side of their neck that's it they they're speaking from their own heart they're speaking from their own fears they're speaking from their own judgment and where they've gotten to in their lives and sometimes we have to leave them where they are when it comes to that and i have personally learned the joy and saying thank you. I love Kendrick Lamar's song, Be Humble, Sit Down. Just because you sit and listen to something that someone has to say and thank them for their advice does not mean that you're any weaker of a person. Sometimes you just gotta put that game plan in motion and show them what you can do. You can't keep talking. You're talking and you're expending energy. You're also putting way too much into their stock and what they believe to be true about you. If you believe something, go after it. Go after it. Believe in what you want and not only believe in what you want, achieve that. Work hard to get that. Be fine with having to hear some of the things those people have to say. Take that meat and leave those doggone bones. Every time somebody hits you with some chicken, you eat that chicken meat and you throw away them bones. It's okay when people are not supportive of you, but that should be even more motivation for you to stick to what it is you're here for. Do what it is your mission is, complete what it is, and also listen to what they have to say so that you might seek or see some of the guidance in their words. Even if their words are not eloquent, they're not kind, they're not always just, and they're not always true. Sometimes you do need to be able to see from all angles. The negative comments I get from people, I don't take it to heart so much as I used to, so much as I just take it as feedback. Sometimes even things that people say that are negative, it might not be that they meant it in a negative way. They might be looking out for you and they might not have voiced their opinion the way that you want them to. They might not have said it the most perfect of ways, but they're giving to you something that they might think is valuable at that time. But it's also your job to sift through that and begin to know much more about yourself so that you can move with courage and less with fear. One of the greatest things I've also learned to do and one of the things that I teach is to make sure you're standing up for yourself, but standing up for yourself is sometimes sitting down. I know being an older millennial, we think we know it all, we really do. But some of the best things I've heard have been from people that are much older than myself. And sometimes, from those that are much younger than myself. I've learned that kids and older people the same are sometimes very much in tune with a lot of things that I might overlook. I have to have humility, I have to be kind, and I also have to be gentle enough to myself to be able to hear the words of others, even when they don't feel good. Be very careful in building your courage and learning what's going to work for you. Have the humility to take a seat when needed, but also stand up when you need to. Something I also teach is that a lot of people count you out because they never counted themselves in. So in that, you have to have some empathy for them. If someone never believed in themselves, of course they're gonna have something maybe negative or something that doesn't make you feel so good about what it is you're doing. If a person has never felt passionately about anything, then how can you expect that they're gonna show and have passion for something that you enjoy or see yourself doing? Sometimes we expect a lot more out of people than we should. Instead of looking at the results of the fruits of their labor and really leveling to where they are, we expect that they're going to see life through our lenses. And they're not, they're simply not. And that's where you have to be strong and you have to build that power and you have to build that thought process that 
you're not going to fail because that's not an option. And if you do fail, you're going to learn a lot from it. And that's okay too. But you're going to keep going. What you want is on the other side of you, not on the other side of someone else. And I think that's what a lot of us fall victim of when it comes to people pleasing. A lot of times people are not pleased with themselves. So how are you going to come in, save the day, and with one thing that you do, please them in everything in their lives? Take the time and think before you react and before you respond to the naysayers because sometimes they can't see themselves so they certainly can't see you. The next thing is to take care of yourself physically, spiritually, and emotionally. According to Solange Knowles, when you take care of yourself, you're a better person for others. When you feel good about yourself, you treat others better. I'm one that truly believes in balance, but not full balance because sometimes we get too far deep into being balanced. When it comes to being balanced, I do believe that if your physical health is not in order, it can affect you spiritually and emotionally. If your emotional health is not in order, it can affect you physically and spiritually. I do believe that a lot of times we overlook that and when we become off balanced, we become off centered. It messes with our emotions. It messes with how we treat people and how we feel about ourselves. And also those mental illnesses and issues creep in and harm us even more. I definitely love me some exercise, not only because it keeps you snatched in summertime fine, yes. It also does a lot for your mind, right? It helps to improve and help that memory, your focus. It helps you to manage stress and it also prevents depression. So it's gonna help balance you emotionally. Exercise not only benefits you physically, but you get in a two for one special. You get in that emotional piece as well. The other great thing is that it keeps you grounded. It gives you things to look forward to and it helps you set goals and it helps you plan for yourself. I also love it because it helps you meet new people, get more in tune with yourself and also feel like you're giving something to you. It's like a present, a personal gift and only a few minutes a day, like 30 minutes a day, you're getting so many benefits from it, like reducing your health concerns. And it takes care of a lot of those things that we need to make sure are in check. I know that many of you guys that are friends in my head that tune in are of different religions, different backgrounds, but no matter what that is, you need to make sure that you take care of your spiritual life. For me, that's making sure that I'm not only going to church or meeting with people that believe some of the same things I do. It's also exercising my spiritual chops, like making sure that I read the Bible or take time to read some lessons or understand how I apply lessons to my life. How do I fit in with those that I commune with and come together with? How am I building a solid foundation? All of those things add together so that you have a better faith community. If you don't have that, then you're going to be imbalanced in the other areas of your life. So we have to make sure that we take care of ourselves overall because that's going to build your confidence, build your self-esteem. When you know where you came from, you know what you believe, when you know what's important to you, you build a value system. And it might be different from others, but even that you're able to talk about that without getting upset. You've reached a place where you get that spiritual balance. Like I don't even consider myself a highly religious person. However, I do believe that I'm highly spiritual and I'm connected to having a foundation. I'm connected to God. I'm connected to having that relationship with God and knowing how that goes and how that looks for me. I speak with God. I make sure that I'm doing the things that 
show that I am definitely invested in my faith and my faith community and that I give back to that as well. So all of those have to be balanced in order for us to become the best that we possibly can be. The next one seems simple, but a lot of us fail at doing it. Sometimes I forget about this, but we have to do more things that we enjoy. According to Mark Anthony, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Y'all, whatever you love, create space for it because life is too short and you need time to enrich your life and also to recharge it so you can be your best self. I used to feel guilty about just laying down and watching a TV show that I enjoy or listening to a podcast that I love, but I had to get out of that. Sometimes your brain just needs to rest. Some of my guilty pleasures include reality TV shows like My 600 Pound Life or even Love and Hip Hop or Real Housewives. I love just doing things that dead my brain just for a little while because I'm always using it. And not that I don't enjoy using it and I don't enjoy my work, but sometimes I enjoy just being, just living, just being in my skin, just enjoying that, you know, just doing nothing. And if somebody tell you that's wrong, if you work your butt off day in and day out, tell them to get them some business, okay? A lot of it because you got your own and you trying to sit down and rest. We all need rest we all need time we all need to do the things that we love sometimes for me that's just learning new things taking new resources figuring out things that I can do to better myself and you have to figure out what that is for you and don't let anybody deter you from doing that because again we only get one life and you definitely want to live it knowing that you've lived it for you You've done what you needed to do and you've given back to you. If you don't give back to you, nothing else moves. Remember that. If y'all can't tell, I am so getting hyped spending this time with y'all. But right now we're going to take a quick break and come back with our listener letters. And now we are back. We're going to talk about these ways to get your confidence back and build courage. And we're going to dive right into these listener questions. So y'all, this week I took three that I thought really applied to a lot of situations that many of us encounter throughout life that can really take a hit at our confidence, how we feel about ourselves, what we think about ourselves. And it can also cause us to lose sight of what our purpose is and what it has been. So I'm hoping that these will be three that you guys can reflect on and also relate to. So let's start with number one and we gonna call her Tia. So y'all, Tia's is less of a question and more of a talk about confidence overall. So she says, I personally am recovering from being too much of a people pleaser and caring what people think. It would be nice to address how to have confidence within yourself, regardless of the fact that it might rub people the wrong way or isn't socially accepted. T, I'm going to recommend that you go back and listen to the episode titled, We're Not Bragging, It's Just Fact because that episode really talks about how the world expects us to be or to exude confidence and how it's okay to celebrate yourself. And oftentimes people are gonna get mad at you for celebrating you. So let me say this first, being a people pleaser is something that's like a chronic illness. I have suffered from it. Many of y'all are probably raising your virtual hands right now and saying a virtual amen because people pleasing is something that just, it at one point in most of our lives, we all usually experience it. And I know everybody doesn't always, but I know for me, it was a really hard thing to even get over and I'm still recovering from it. 
as far as people pleasers, just for you guys that don't know, those are usually people that try to balance everything based on the feelings of other people. So if they feel that you're too loud, you might try to accommodate their needs. If they feel you need to behave as if you're not arrogant and maybe be a little less confident, you might try to find the way to make that happen. Um, if they think you should wear certain things or look a certain way, you might try to appease them. At one point in my life, I was very much invested in that. And I I had to learn that that was not any way to live. What happens with people pleasing is you end up anxious, you end up distressed, you end up tired. I said tired, yes. You end up annoyed, you end up mad because you're not living your truth. It's not that you're doing anything like way significantly different from how you would, but you always find yourself compromising your feelings, thoughts, and emotions for other people. So rather, so rather than caring more about what you think, how you feel, what's happening, which is not a bad or selfish thing all the time, you find yourself always compromising that for what other people might want you to do or what they might ask of you. And I know for me, my people pleasing came in the form of always trying to show up for people, even when they didn't show up for me, always making sure that I was the one that could be depended on even when not everybody else was so dependable. And I found myself running raggedy. So let's talk about that first and address that piece. But it seems that T is a little bit more. So to talk about that more and address that within this comment of Tia's, she said she really wants to know uh, how to have that confidence within yourself when other people might think it's a bad thing. And so I've gone through that too. I think I've always told you guys how I have been the weird one. I've been the one that at times was singled out. I've been the one that was the overachiever at times. It was a lot of differences about me. And even if I tried to fit in, others would tell me how I didn't. Even if I did try to sit back in the crowd, other people were worried. I was just always the one that stuck out like a sore thumb. And with that said, I often built my own reality and built my own sense of self and my own confidence levels. A lot of people may have felt at that point that that element of me was very much arrogant as opposed to confident. I really believed in myself and I really believed that I could achieve the things that I wanted and I really wanted certain things for me and I always felt like I was a child that was beyond her time and I was always told that especially by older people. What I found I was met with a lot of times was people who didn't believe I should possess the level of confidence that I had in myself. And as we've taught today, the more you seek and accomplish and do, the more you break apart goals and achieve them, the better you feel about yourself. And I had just started to really reach that level of self-assurance. I really knew that I was capable of the work, putting it in and getting results. And so I only loved that and celebrated it. It wasn't that I tried to flaunt it with anyone. It wasn't that I tried to exude that or over exude that. I was always very much open with my gifts and skills and wanted other people to be able to benefit from them. But a lot of people saw that as being way too much. For me, sometimes that caused me to go into a shell. I wanted to hide my light in order to protect other people so that they didn't feel bad about themselves or their lack of ability to invest in self. And what I found is I ended up being the one that was miserable. You see, when you're confident and you're happy, it's not a person that has to throw it out or flaunt it. It might show because it's going to show. People are going to know you're different. People are going to know that you cherish yourself, you have values, you have you know, ideals, you have a purpose. 
And sometimes when people don't see that yet for themselves, sometimes when they're not at that point just yet, they'll often be very discouraging to you because they've never experienced it. And when they have, they might have seen elements of arrogance in others who might not have been as confident, who might have put them down or made them feel bad about themselves. And so rather than allowing you to celebrate yourself, they might want you to put that light under a bush. So what has really helped me to tackle that the most is to start to really stay in my lane and do my own thing. I'm gonna continue to do things the way that I do them. People are going to watch, they're going to ask questions. I'm not gonna change who and what I am in order to make other people comfortable. I'm going to be who I am and I'm gonna celebrate others while doing it. I've always been so happy to do that. I think in this situation, showing better than you can tell often helps. And what happens is people see that you have no problem celebrating others while also celebrating yourself and there's nothing wrong with that. You have to own that. You are what you are. You are who you are and you fought like hell to get to where you are. And no one should be able to take that away from you. Certainly not someone who's not feeling themselves the way that you are, even though you're willing to celebrate them just the same. So with that said, you're gonna have to take the blows. When people see confidence sometimes, especially when they have not experienced true confidence, they're going to try to at one point tear it down in some way, or they will never give you props. They might not ever support you, but you cannot be discouraged by that. You continue to run your race. You continue to stay in your lane and you stay focused. And remember that if you keep on doing that, people have no choice but to see what you're doing be motivated by it. They might not ever tell you, but a lot of people from my past have often come back and told me that the confidence I had in myself rubbed off on them. These are people that I didn't even know were watching me, that knew what I was doing, that knew what I was about, but they were quietly watching to see if the naysayers were going to take over all that heart and passion that I had for myself. And what they learned through that is, it is possible to have true confidence. It is possible to have a true high sense of self and still celebrate the life of others and still celebrate and cherish other people in your life. And I take joy in that. And I'm not gonna let anyone take that away. So Tia, what I urge you to do is celebrate yourself regardless. Be good to yourself, be kind to yourself. And realize that everyone has not reached that point just yet. It's okay though. Give them a little time. The next question comes from another young lady. We're going to call her Bianca. And I think Bianca is experiencing something that a lot of mid-20-something professionals can definitely relate to. So she says, I'm a 25-year-old pharmacist in Florida. I have dreams of being a veterinary pharmacist, which requires more schooling and traveling far from home. My mom has been my backbone and I highly value her opinion. In fact, I usually consider it in most decisions, but she does not like the fact that I am going far away, possibly North Carolina, Indiana, or Wisconsin and it's causing tension. How do I build the courage and confidence to follow my dreams, even though those who support me may feel otherwise? Bianca, what I'm gonna say is, I feel like a lot of what I addressed today goes back into answering your question. But one of the bigger things I want you to be careful with is to make sure that you're very secure in your own decision-making. You've gotten to this point, you're a strong professional young woman, and you've decided on many things that you had to do and sacrifice in your life. 
trust yourself and your decisions. And once we decide to trust ourselves, we depend a lot less on those decisions of others. Now, I'm not speaking as somebody who's immune to this one either. My mama comes near and dear to my heart, baby. Sometimes I consult with her before I consult with myself. And I had to even stop that. And you know, my mom actually helped me with that process, believe it or not. I know I've told you guys sometimes that even when I wanted to go away to Oklahoma from Missouri to go to school, my mama didn't even understand that. And I remember as I got older telling her different things, she started respecting my decisions because I made them, I stuck with them, and I was also seeing them through. So when I went to Oklahoma, I killed it. I knocked it out the park. I did what I was supposed to. I earned my pre-doctoral internship. I went off, became a professor, did my postdoctoral work, passed all my boards and I did well. And I can remember one day asking her opinion on something. My mom was like, girl, you doing good. Why don't you think about what you want? What do you want to do? And it was her asking me that question that woke me up, right? We sometimes look for other people and their responses and reactions when they cannot relate. And that's okay. That just means that their life's path has been a little bit different from ours. So they might not be able to relate to the decisions that you're making. However, watching you make those decisions, stick with them and actually seeing them through having a plan and a goal and continuing on in your path without being disrespectful. And what I mean is, yes, I've taken your thoughts into consideration, mom. I really do care about what you're saying, but I definitely have to do this for me. And this is a goal and a dream of mine. And you've supported me so much and I appreciate you for that. And now I really want to show you what I got and what I can do. I'll be gone, but it's for a limited and temporary time. I plan to go and make this work and do my best. And I'm praying that you will continue to work with me on this and think about all the great things that can come from it. And I know that I will continue to do what's right. And I know that this decision is right for me. That's a way to be respectful without saying, forget what you're saying. I'm going to do what I got to do, especially when it comes to your mother. I understand that. I've had that same bond with my mother. And at my age now, I still ask her opinion honey I sure do but now I've learned to sit quietly consult with myself and make sure I'm secure in that decision even if I know it's going to hurt a little bit if people don't agree with it I've at least already made my decision my friends are funny they've even told me that sometimes I come and talk to them about certain things but they know I've already made my decision and I do that because I don't like to come to people wavering when you come to people wavering in your decision making it makes you less confident. It also lowers your amount of courage. It also does not allow you to show full investment in yourself and your decision-making process. So think about that and make sure that you're just respectful while also sticking to your guns. This is what you need and this is what you want for your life. You are a great and challenged human being who's done so much and you just want to show what you got. And now is no better time to do it. So I wish you well, Bianca. I know it's going to work out. Keep pushing, keep pressing for the stars, and let everybody see you shine. Y'all, we have made it to our third question. And I thought this one was really good because it's in the realm of dating and relationship space. So let's go ahead and talk about Tony. I am a single mother of two, work full-time at a local mental health authority, and a grad student. I officially broke up with my ex in 2017 and gained approximately 30 pounds since the breakup due to the change in my lifestyle. I would like to start dating again, but can be extremely awkward at times. I believe it's because I am not as comfortable in my skin at the moment. 
How can I build my confidence even though I am not where I would like to be physically and converse with the opposite sex without feeling awkward? First off, Tony, let me take a few minutes to congratulate you. Honey, you have made it to this point. Single mother working full time and you a graduate student and you went through a recent breakup, 2017. Yes, you gained some weight, but honey, you are here. You have done it. You are doing it. I am commending you, so go ahead. And sometimes when things change, our equilibriums change, AKA our weight, and in no way, shape or form should you be ashamed. But a lot of times that awkwardness comes from us being very hard on ourselves. And so first off, I'm going to say for me in that transition phase, because what you're talking about is a transition phase. Let's say this first off, transition is uncomfortable in itself. So you're talking about undergoing a change in your body, your mind and your spirit and really seeing yourself as a person who is going through changes in order to better herself. Oftentimes when you're in that in-between phase, it's awkward, period. So throw in there meeting the opposite sex and not necessarily being where you want to be, but wanting others to see that potential in you and just how great and how beautiful you are right now. What I want you to first celebrate and the reason why I celebrated you first is all that you are. You are not just a number on the scale, right? You are a woman who is taking care of her doggone business and that in itself is to be celebrated. Now you're at a point where you're wanting to change and you're doing things and that transition is just really hard on any of us no matter what we're doing and so I've been in a lot of stages of transition whether it's like you being a graduate student at one time or losing weight like you and all of those moments are hard to describe to people you know you don't want to open your mouth and say hey look don't judge me from where I'm at judge me from where I'm gonna be you know 30 pounds from now mama gonna be even more fine you know not necessary so that's just me remembering some of the things I would think when I was just in between that time and meeting people. Now, I will say that I dated just a little bit during my time of losing weight. And I also felt awkward. I can share that with you. But the one thing that I rested assured was during that time, I took it as a journey. I wasn't losing the weight for anyone else. That's number one. And number two was I knew that I was already becoming my best. Every day that I was investing in myself, I was becoming my best. I was at my personal best at the moment. And what this is for you is a time for you to start to become comfortable with the person you already are. Remember that when you get to that 30 pound marker or whatever that is for you, that number is life doesn't necessarily ease up or change anymore than it was. You know, I think sometimes we think when we get there, things are going to be so much better. People are going to find us so much more attractive and things are going to be wonderful. However, that's not always how it happens. And usually that ain't how it happens. So what I urge you to do right now is take your time and also just have fun with getting to know people, period, but also have fun with getting to know the you that you're becoming. And that will lead to you being less awkward and feeling much better in your own skin right now. That skin feels different because you know what it's felt like before. But remember, this is your reality for right now. And you have to cherish and be happy for yourself right now. Otherwise, that awkward energy will come out because people will start to sense that you're not 
totally confident in who you are. And it's okay if you're not, but what you don't want to do is start giving off the vibe that you're not happy with yourself. That means too, that when you do hit that 30 pound mark, you might still not be happy and you might still be awkward. It's not going to solve all your problems to get all the way to point Z. So what you want to start doing right now is break through that awkwardness. Use it to your advantage. One thing that I thought was hilarious is that I wasn't like so like super open just about only weight loss with other people. However, I would share some funny stories with them if they ask. Like I love working out. I'm getting to know my body. I'm having a good time. You know, if they ask you some of your interests, talk about how you're into health and fitness now. You're learning more about your body. You're learning more about you and yourself and and getting more healthy and investing in yourself. And sometimes even those types of conversations with people help you to see your value and also help them to see your value too. And it can break the ice. So instead of feeling awkward and focusing on what you're going to be, focus on what you are now. And you're a beautiful, wonderful, and amazing being who is doing some damn great things right? From what I'm seeing from this list of stuff you got going on, honey, you are killing the game. Plus mama seems to already be fine. So keep on working on you. Keep on working on where you are and you don't have to jump right in there either. I know you're saying you want to date, but don't pressure yourself to do so just because it might be time. Give yourself time. Maybe this is the time for you to date yourself, get to know you, place the right investments in yourself and be happy about where you are and continue to get more comfortable in your skin along the way. So I'm gonna hope that was helpful for you, Tony. If you're interested in having your story or questions read on the show, email me at hi at drninaellishervey.com or visit me on my social media platforms, especially Instagram and my DMs hit me up so we can get you on. Well, we've made it to the end of today's episode and I'm so happy to have y'all here with me. Once again, stay tuned for more. Subscribe to know when I post my next episode and sign up for my free e-newsletter at drninaellisherby.com and you'll receive my free eight-day supernatural video course. Check out the links in the show notes and you can get the information on all of these things. Make sure that you find me over on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Beautiful Brown Baby Doll and Dr. Nina. Make sure you visit me over on YouTube for my weekly vlogs and also just stay up with me across all my platforms. I want to thank you guys once again for being here with me. I'm so excited about the podcast. I'm having a nice time chatting with my friends in my head. So I look forward to chatting with y'all the next time. Thanks so much for listening, y'all. Beautiful Brown Baby Doll. Peace. Hey, hey, hey.